Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Toronto. Cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, compassionate facility. Right now, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. This is the time when they need you most. This is the time when you can make a real difference when it comes to doing something about the mental health crisis and the devastating opioid epidemic, the overdose epidemic that we're currently experiencing, losing 20 people every day. They need your help. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help CAMH treat addiction and build hope. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures. And it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada land. We need you to. And so for this month and this month only, you can become a Canada Land supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com join. And thank you. Where are you and what do your immediate surroundings look like? Okay, I am sitting in my office, which is on the second floor, and I'm looking at the window, and I'm seeing that I have not yet removed the Christmas tree lights from the tree. And uh, I'm seeing the little spring bulbs coming up at the front, and that's very nice, and the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It's a little cold, but apart from that, it's a beautiful day. What is the most abnormal thing that you've done today? Today. Today. It's early, it's early in the morning. <laughs> uh, recently, what is the most abnormal thing that I have done? Let me see. I was touring New Zealand and Australia when it had, in fact, begun, but it hadn't reached there yet. And I would say that one of the most abnormal things that I did was... Um, I came down with shingles while in a helicopter flying over the Tarkeen, which is a wilderness area in Tasmania, on my way to see some protesters who were protesting the cutting of an old-growth forest that would destroy the habitat of the swift parrot. How's that? That sounds interesting, but I don't know how normal that is for you. It's very abnormal. (laughs) First of all, I've never had shingles before. And uh, second, I don't usually fly in helicopters over wilderness areas in Tasmania on the way to 
we actually landed on somebody's front lawn um, on the way to um, help the swift parrot. Shingles, I understand, are it's very painful. It is quite painful. Luckily, we got back to Melbourne right after that and got the antiviral. And I had had the shot, but only the one shot. So to anybody out there, get the two shot. And now that you're home safe, is your life normal? Well, what is normal? <laughs> My life is never exactly normal, but it's normal for me. So what am I doing right now? Uh, we're plotting how to do a an illustrated version of Edgar Allan Poe's Mask of the Red Death using a champagne bottle as Prince Prospero and um, the wine glasses as the courtiers. We'll dress them up. I mean, we've got Lego going on here, but to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a deep background as a, as a puppet show runner, so it's one of my default positions. What uh, has been your most selfish deed or, or thought throughout this ordeal? Oh, this is digging deep. You, you know that I'm totally unselfish. How can you even ask such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what has been my most selfish, let me think. Did I get into a toilet paper fight? No, I didn't. Did I? Um, what was yours? I, I'm not the one on trial here. And neither am I. This is supposed to be a conversation. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that my answer to that question would be uh, I, I could tell myself that um, doing these conversations and putting out these uh, these isolation interviews, that, as we're calling them, is, is a deeply unselfish thing. I'm just helping, and I'm helping people feel connected. And I think there's truth to that, and I, I, I'm getting feedback that people appreciate them like that. But I guess um, concurrent with the thought that I'm being useful is a thought that these might be really popular and that uh, uh, I, I feel guilty and selfish that, you know, am I leveraging this crisis to uh, increase the popularity of my podcast? I guess that would be a, a pretty selfish. Ooh, you must have a very, very deep puritanical background somewhere. Yeah. Uh, to self-flagellate in that way, you mean? Well, conscience examination. They used to keep journals in which they did that. They usually concluded that they had done no wrong, but um, <laughs> they had to go through it anyway. So it's just it's just a self indulgent process then. To, yeah. Oh well, I don't know. It was something that they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. My sister was just saying, why did people have such weird names in the 19th century? Because she's been doing some of her genealogy, and I said they're biblical. You know, it's, it's not that our family was weird. Everybody did that. I got one. You do? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. but that, that's the modern version. People probably don't even know it's biblical. Yeah, kind of a minor player in the Bible, too, Jesse. He's shy. Yeah, bit. Yeah. Well, no, no. He's Without him, there wouldn't have been. He was the father of David, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, so without him, there wouldn't have been any David. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, some of the names are quite weird, but I, I don't think anybody actually called their child Ahab. You know, no. They would, have known, they would have known better. Not a lot of so, Nimrods out there either. Not a lot of Nimrods and and very few Judases. But you've, you've allowed us to digress. You're avoiding the question. What's what's the most selfish uh, thought? You could you could just go with a thought if you don't. Uh, oh, the thought. I don't know. Like selfish to whom? That is the question. So So if you're doing... 
something that's protective of of a family member is that selfish to everybody else. So yeah, well, I'll, I'll have to give that some thought. So what qualifies? That's an interesting puritanical thought. And since I have a deep puritanical background, I will give it some thought. Whereas a more hedonistic person would just blow it off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 interesting to see who knows exactly their answer to that question immediately. Yeah, I need a definition of what exactly qualifies, <laughs> I think. Okay, we'll move on then. Can you name something that gave you pleasure today? Oh, lots of things. Blackberries. How's that? The fruit, not the former device. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. It's not the former. Yeah. Morning coffee always perks me up. What's your coffee practice in your household, by the way? So first of all, I use something called the Atwood blend. No, you've got a proprietary coffee blend. I do, but but it's an un, for an unselfish reason, because it's a fundraiser for the Pelee Island Bird Observatory. So it is a bird-friendly coffee. It, it's actually pretty good. And how do I make it? I use a French press, and sometimes I use a drip filter. Okay, last question. What is something that you think might never be the same after this? Whoa, that's a long list. Uh, and I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about that right now because, as you may imagine, I've had a lot of requests from um, various news media to write about this. Um, and that's certainly one of the things that people are thinking about. Mm-hmm. Let's think of it as a reset button. I, I think it gives us some time to uh, ponder what sort of world we want to be living in on the other side of this. And there will be another side. There will be uh, the other side. And uh, then we will probably be reconsidering some of our practices. And we will certainly be reconsidering eating wild animals. Oh, I think the other thing that we will revisit is the public health care system, particularly in the United States, because they were caught wrong-footed big time. They don't have the structures. I think, I think Canada is doing comparatively well. Epidemiologists have been have been warning about something like this for quite a, quite some time, but of course, unless it's right on top of you, people don't pay attention. Yeah, it's revisiting the literature now and seeing that they were saying that as a certainty something like this was going to happen. Yeah, there, there wasn't it wasn't a question and and with rapid air travel, it was going to spread pretty quickly. So I would say better preparedness that's on the books. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder if you feel the same way. I feel like, you know, it's it's easy to kind of um, point fingers and, and see that the warning signs were there. But I also feel like I have no reference point in my lifetime for anything remotely like this. Oh, don't you? <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> Both my parents went through the 1919 flu. In fact, my mother's entire family all got it. Her father was a country doctor, uh-huh. so I, and he got it too. And I said, so who took care of you? And she said, well, well, he did, uh, but none of them died. So uh, that's a little sample of it. It was possible to survive it, but it, it really hit everybody at that time. Mm-hmm. So going through you know, World War I, the Depression, World War II, and various health scares, between then and now, 
when I was a child, we didn't have a lot of vaccines. Smallpox was still going around. Plus, you know, stuff like TB and polio and uh, a lot of diseases that people aren't used to thinking about anymore because they get the the vaccine. So that's another thing that will happen. The anti-vaxxers will probably shortly be a thing of the past because once there's a coronavirus vaccine, everybody's going to want to get it. That's a silver lining. I know. I was on a radio show the other day in which somebody said, well, you know, if it hadn't been for the Black Death, there wouldn't have been a renaissance. (laughs) This is going to make for some great paintings. Probably not quite as good as the Black Death did, but never mind that. Do you know that, that gravestone art changed after the time of the Black Death? The skulls with hourglasses came in around that time. You can go to old graveyards and see the 17th century ones, 16th, 17th, there's a lot of skulls with hourglasses and and often wings. Then in the 18th century, it gets a lot more um, perky and you get urns and willow trees. I didn't know uh, I didn't know anything about that. That's fascinating. Well, that's because you don't lurk around in graveyards the way I do. Not enough, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. And thank you. Hey, it's Jesse here. There's something else I want to talk to you about. And that has to do with uh, the way that we're all living right now. We are all with whoever, you know, we're with, we're with um, our partner, we're with our kids. Maybe you're with your roommate. Maybe you're just by yourself. But whoever you're with, they are your only people. The only people you get to actually hang out with for, you know, days, weeks, I don't know, maybe longer. And that is not what any of us had in mind. That is not what any of us signed up for. But it's what we got. And I think we're all doing our best to rise to the occasion. We are finding our best selves. We're finding our patience and our empathy. And that is beautiful, but it's not sustainable. Because, you know, familiarity breeds contempt and there's little subtle irritations and getting people to follow the rules or what they're, you know, there's just a million little things or maybe even big things that are making this difficult. And the problem is the usual things that you might be able to do to cope, they might not be available to you right now. So these things tend to build up and you can't just let them all spill out of you. You can't put them all on the person who's causing you whatever irritation or distress because they're still going to be there right after you're done saying it. And and a few minutes after that and an hour after that, and they'll still be there the next day as well. You can't put it on them, but you can put it on me. So we're going to try something different here. I'm going to try to provide you with a pressure release valve. This is catharsis. You can call me up. It's our first ever call-in show. And uh, I don't know, you can just talk about it with me and, you know, I'll record it and, you know, maybe put it on the podcast. I'll get a podcast episode out of it. Maybe you'll get something useful too. The toll-free number is 1-844-929-1331. And I will be standing by to take your call this Wednesday, March 25th, from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Once again, that's 1-844-929-1331. We'll put that number in the episode notes of this show. If you happen to miss that window, you can email me at jesse at canadalandshow.com and I'll read what you send me and, uh, and maybe we'll do it that way. But I really love to just record these live Wednesday, March 25th from 4 to 6 p.m. We'll try it out. Thanks. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.